losing mine. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast where we help you learn to invest in 20 minutes or less. We break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend so that you can hopefully make some returns. My name is Bryce and for the very first time in our new format, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going, bro? I'm very good, Bryce. Very excited to uh, be into this new format, which really is exactly the same as the old format, just uh, with a slight tweak to the days. We're actually releasing more content, I think. We were doing three a fortnight last time and four a fortnight in our new format. So, um, more content to our listeners. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> yeah, very, very observant of you, mate. In fact, uh, 33% more content, you could say. There you go. 33% more free content. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good annual growth rate for, uh, for 2019. Absolutely. Do you want to uh, explain what the new format's going to be? Uh, so we, before the last three weeks where we were doing five days a week, if people didn't realize from us spamming their podcast feed, (laughs) um, now that we're into the swing of the competition, we're more than halfway through it. Uh, we're nearing the end of week four. So, uh, make sure you're trading to win your trip to America. Uh, but because we're into it now, we're reverting back to, uh, our sort of normal podcast themes and normal podcast episodes. But we were talking about the three episodes a week format. I definitely wasn't a fan of the inconsistent days. And uh, I think we can commit to two a week. So now every Monday and every Thursday will be Equity Mates days. Every other day, forget about it. Nothing important happens. (laughs) Monday and Thursday, uh, we'll be releasing a new episode. For the next couple of weeks, Monday, we'll keep doing the competition wrap. Uh, and then after the competition's done, Monday and Thursday, we're going to try and keep doing. Uh, so, yeah, look out for us uh, consistent days. Yeah, love it, Ren. So, on the days that we don't have our episodes on Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, keep an eye out on our Instagram account, which is absolutely booming at the moment. Another great resource we have going on where we um, release all types of content throughout the week. So, just uh, encouraging, if you haven't followed us already, encouraging you to um, jump on Instagram and follow us, equitymates underscore investing podcast. Also, Ren, thought starters, you send out every Monday. It's the perfect way to start your week with some interesting articles curated from all over the world um, to do with business and investing and all sorts of weird and wonderful things. Now, some people have been saying that it's been getting sent to their junk mail. So, just a reminder that if you are signed up or would like to sign up, make sure that you check your junk because um, it's probably the most important email that you get during the week and you're missing out on it just because it's sitting in your junk mail. Good news is that when you do go into your junk mail, there'll be a whole bunch of archived ones there that you can go through. So, um, Yeah, lucky you. Lucky you. And third and final sort of housekeeping from me, Ren, and you know, you know, the importance uh, of this to us is is high and that is to leave a review on whatever podcast app or feed you're using and rate us five stars if you can uh, it r- really helps us grow the podcast uh, especially as you know we're doing this um, for free at the moment and um, putting our heart and soul into it so 
Uh, we would really appreciate if you could review us and, and give us a five stars uh, if you obviously think we deserve it. If you don't think we deserve it, take it up with us on email um, because it hurts the rating otherwise and um, hurt, helps us grow the podcast. So that's it from me, Ren, uh, from, a, from a housekeeping point of view. Oh, mate, I, I think you missed the uh, biggest housekeeping point altogether. So I'll, uh, I'll steal your thunder and uh, take it, which is... Uh, <laughs> We're having a party. Oh, we are. Yeah, um, we have talked. We talked about doing a hundred episode party earlier. That didn't happen. But I'm going to come up to Sydney, and we're going to do a Equity Mates end of trading competition slash belated hundred episodes slash uh, why the hell not uh, party <laughs> on the fourth of May. Yes. So uh, there's a Facebook event that you can come and sign up to so you can uh, find out where it's going to be, what Bryce will be doing on the night and uh, any other <laughs> important information that you need to know beforehand. But look, really, it's it's going to be pretty casual. It's just going to be an opportunity for us to hang out with uh, equity mates and uh, soon-to-be equity mates and just, you know, chat stocks and other things not related to stocks meet some of you guys and just you know have a few beers yeah too right we'll have some merch there for um some lucky equity mates and then we'll also obviously be selling some cool merch that we uh will be getting up and running as you said ren we don't have a venue yet we're still in the process of making that happen no no venue, no drink sponsor, um, and no official transportation provider. So, if, if any uh, aspiring event coordinators or any companies out there want to uh, come on board and sponsor us, we are more than happy to be bought for a few free beers or t-shirts. Yeah, now that's an actual uh, a legitimate call out there. I was going to say the same thing. If you can help us with venue, drinks, merch or anything party-related, even music um, or rent-a-crowd, whatever, let us know. We're open to anything, you know, we're the quirky podcast, so it doesn't have to be pub, anywhere, whatever. Uh, Give us a yell if you want to help us out. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, you will be left uh, to Ren and I doing it ourselves, which we're capable of, but who knows how (laughs) it's going to turn out. (laughs) Well, I'm... my plan b is to do it in your share house so uh tell your housemates that we're coming (laughs) but anyway save the date 4th of may saturday around 4 p.m further details to come but jump online and rsvp on our uh in sorry on our social media facebook page um the event is there so we would open to anyone we would love to see you there talking all things stocks and everything in between. So come have a beer. Yeah, Bryce. Bryce has promised one massive surprise as well that he's refusing to even tell me about. So if you want to see <laughs> something that he has been talking up for weeks as massive, well, you got to be there. <laughs> oh, let's move on. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Ren. Um, we haven't really caught up about anything other than the US markets over the last three weeks. We've been very focused on that, which has been good, a lot happening in the, in the States at the moment. But we thought we'd take this opportunity to get back to our roots, get back to the roots yep. of Equity Mates, which is the Australian equity market and ASX, and just give a bit of an update, catch up on, on what's been happening, I guess, just in the quarter of March. Sorry, not the quarter, in the month of March. Even the month of March, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we've got 
a few stocks that have been performing really well, a few stocks that have been performing uh, poorly, and uh, maybe just a bit of an update on anything that we're thinking of buying or what's been on our watch list. I know Afterpay's had an absolute screamer of a month, so I'm, I'm happy with that. So let's get stuck in. Do you want to start with the good or the bad? Well, let's start with the uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, and all it rolled into one. Okay. Bitcoin's back. Bitcoin's back. Hang on, that's an early call. <laughs> I know that's not really Australian, but uh, it's uh, it's it's been uh, been having a great run recently. It has been. So, do you have any explanation for why Bitcoin might be back? <laughs> no idea. Okay. <laughs> I, I won't be buying. I'm just going to... We'll keep it personal. I, I am staying far away. We, there was a few messages flying around in the group chat today about should we buy in. There were. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to stay away. Yeah, no, good call. I'm, gonna, I'm just not interested at it, in it at all either. We'll be interested to see how it plays out. Looks like there's a lot of volume going into it at the moment. So time will only tell. One of our mates pretty heavy and well interested in it so i'd be keen to see what he does but yeah bitcoin back so from one uh bubble to another yes australian housing fell again in march not surprising not surprising Uh, you like that segue uh that was a good segue really well done (laughs) (laughs) thanks mate Uh, that's that's what uh two years of hosting a podcast does for you (laughs) yeah so housing on the decline sydney and melbourne particularly hit i guess not surprising to some, uh, worrying for some, RBA and government probably not revealing as much as they are talking about behind closed doors. Obviously, it's a big time at the moment going into an election, so uh, it's at the top of everyone's minds, housing affordability, but at the same time, if housing is starting to fall, it's going to have an impact on the Australian economy and that could be leading to the big R, R word, Ren. So, um, so the big the big R word, yeah. Ren. Ren, yes. Could be leading. Yeah. All things lead to Ren. Yeah. <laughs> so, I got a little test for you. Okay. So, uh, I'll give you just for context. In March, Sydney fell 0.9%, Melbourne 0.8% fall, and then the others were all a little bit lower than that. There's one capital city that bucked the trend and had a positive month in march and has had a positive quarter in uh the, for the start of 2019 do you know what capital city that is hobart oh mate on the ball <laughs> all over it well done yeah and who do you reckon what capital city do you reckon has had the worst start to the year in the first quarter um darwin i feel like you've uh you've done your research mate I remember reading the Darwin thing a couple of weeks ago, yeah, and was surprised yeah. that um, that would that would be the result. Yeah, well done. Yeah, where's Canberra sitting? I remember Canberra. I thought Canberra had positive growth as well, but so Canberra has been flat for the month of March and flat for the quarter. Right. Okay. Uh, the last year, it's had positive growth, but uh, that wasn't the question I asked you, mate. So <laughs> true. Uh, true. Yeah. All right. Well, we're equities, so. Uh, Let's move on from property. You got another segue? Uh, from uh, the dumps of Bitcoin and housing to the promised land of equities, let's talk about what we're all here to talk about, the ASX. <laughs> Look, not your best, not your worst. but um... Okay, I'll take, it. I'll take it. You put me on the spot there. I know, I really did. That's all right. I put you on the spot with the test, so... 
Um, to to give people context, in March, the ASX 200 was down uh, 0.19%. So, on the whole, pretty flat. Yeah. Um, but uh, underneath that uh, ASX 200 wrapper, uh, there were some big winners and some big losers. So... Um, we're, we'll we'll just touch on some of the big the big ones. Um, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, Renzo, I will. I'll start with two of the biggest losers um, in the ASX two hundred. Nice. Start. Uh, so you're a you're a bad news first kind of guy. I'm a bad news first. Well, Ren, to be honest, yeah, I've yeah. only got poor performers. I'm leaving the positivity up to you in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a dangerous game. <laughs> so I've got four. Perform bad performers, but rather than flood everyone with bad news, I thought I'd go two of them and then throw over to you, and you can give us some positive news or whatever. So you it's want. like it's it's like a bad news sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Bad, bad news, news, good news, bad, bad news. Exactly. Yeah. So always good to see some stocks that I haven't heard of. One a couple of them I have. So have you heard of Eclipse Group, Ren? Do they make mints? <laughs> no, surprisingly, unless. Unless they do out the back while they are also a vehicle fleet leasing and fleet management company, as well as a diversified financial services provider. So they may have an Eclipse Mint factory out the back, but who knows? <laughs> but they had a disappointing market update in the in March um, and saw a price decline of 68%. Um, so investors really hit exited in droves away from Eclipse. Um, and also partly because they are in talks with Macmillan Shakespeare um, for a, a merger, and that sort of broke down, and the deal now looks very unlikely. So huge losses for Eclipse in the month of month of March. This one you probably have heard of, Ren, and that's Ardent Leisure. Um, yep. Share price crashed twenty nine percent in March, but really, from what I could see, there's no real news coming out of Ardent. Um, during the month of month of March, um, the only thing I read was that it appears investors believe that either its theme parks or main event centers in the states are underperforming. So, um, pretty weak performance from Ardent, and the shares hit a fifty-two week low. Um, so, two really poor performers uh, on the ASX two hundred. I've got a couple more, but I'll throw to you, Ren. All right. Uh, so. Probably the uh, some of the bigger, the the better performers in March. Bellamy's the infant formula company that uh, was a market darling for a while, and then has had issues with getting a license to sell into China. Yeah, they announced their half year results and were up twenty five percent. For for the longer term investor though, um, the the licensing conditions around China are still uncertain. As a, it's it's interesting because you know it's a it's up twenty five percent, but the the long term, I mean, really the the valuation pins on its ability to sell into the world's biggest infant formula market, absolutely, or the fastest growing infant formula market at the very least. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Bellamy's. Uh, it's one that I'm watching closely just because I'm interested in this space. But yeah, if you were. Uh, if you were holding it before its half-year results, you'd be pretty happy. Up 25% in March alone. Nice. Another one that uh, did pretty well for itself without really doing anything was Linus. Um, they're a rare earth miner and they rose 25% in March as well. Not not because any 
massive change in their business, but just because a company was interested in acquiring them. Uh, that company was West Farmers, who uh, used to own Coles, mm. owns um, a bunch of retailers still, Kmart, Target, Officeworks, Bunnings. West Farmers was interested in buying. Uh, it actually got knocked back, and I think it's still sort of going around in circles a little bit, but uh, Linus benefited from the interest from West Farmers. And, and interestingly enough, West Farmers offered a 44.7% premium wow. on the current share price. Wow. Yeah, so... They're usually good with their money. They, they're good of... with their money. They're good with their money. Yeah. They must know what they're doing. Mm. Wow. Couple of other interesting ones. So, because obviously I, I don't... Uh, like, neither of us just want to talk about the jump in share price for a month. So, I tried to pick a few where there was a... Well, there was an interesting story behind it. Um, so, you know, with a more long-term focus, or at least a learning out of it, a company, WiseTech Global, was up 19%. And the, the major driver of that jump in price was a positive research report from Citigroup, the uh, the bank, which interesting. is pretty, pretty surprising that, you know, some analyst or a group of analysts say some nice things about you and uh, Boom. you... You uh, rise, you know, almost twenty percent. Mm. You'd uh, you'd be pretty happy with that. You would be. It just shows the power that some of these analysts have, I guess, and also the yeah. power that yeah people believe so wholeheartedly what some of them say. So my question is, how do equity mates get that position? The writing position, or on the back end of it? No, the ability to move a stock twenty percent in a month. <laughs> Mate, we're almost there. Give it some time. <laughs> All right. Well, hit us with your negative ones. I've got a few more, but I reckon in terms of timing, uh, we're probably we'll, we've blown past our fifteen minutes or less already. All so right. let's um. Well, I'll just do let's one. Wrap more. it up on a, and then let's maybe talk about personally in one minute or less what we looked at. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll just do one more because you mentioned coal miners, uh, New Hope Corporation, pretty well known mining company they sank 28 percent in march uh their shares came under a lot of pressure after the release of their first half uh results um they posted 21 percent increase in revenue 33 percent lift in net profit after tax however um their total net profit after some one-offs were taken out just rose by four percent so like all things it fell below market expectations and so the the market decided to punish it for it so down 28 percent, but a reasonably solid report otherwise so i'll leave it at that ren all right nice one so in one minute or less what are some stocks that you've bought recently or what's on your radar uh on my radar is another off-market vanguard that i want to go into i'm thinking a one that's actually a high yield um want to start getting some dividend payments coming through so I'm probably going to go direct into them. And Ren, I've actually been thinking about a lot of uh, what I can do with some of my cash that's sitting around. And so I've been considering moving into rate setter, um, which you know full oh, well about. Oh, well, come on, mate. I feel <laughs> like you, you knew that I was going to go there. No, I remember we were texting each other about it. So uh, we've both agreed at the same time. So <laughs> you just didn't have what you didn't didn't have anything else to talk about, mate. Well, I haven't uh, bought into anything over the last month other than through stake, which we've been very public about. And so from an Australian stocks point of view, I haven't made any movements there. 
Um, everything's still sitting. I haven't sold anything. Um, so portfolio is the same as it was at the start of the year, but I'm probably looking to go into another Vanguard fund, um, thinking longer term and how I can start making some use of uh, getting some dividends rolling from a compound point of view. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. So uh, we sort of buried the lead there, but uh, what one of the big things that I've been doing recently is also getting into rate setter so putting some money in there um if you want to understand what rate setter is uh episode 87 of the podcast we speak to the uh founder and ceo daniel fogo it's an interesting product um so i'm giving it a try then the other thing that i've done recently is i am looking at a few value options and one in particular is a quantitative value ETF and what it does is it uses the metric of uh, enterprise value to EBIT and it's essentially that sort of a appropriation of your more broadly known price to equity ratio um, and it is essentially a metric to find companies that are cheap uh, aka you know, value investing um, and so I've put a little bit of money into that thinking that Growth has outperformed value for a long time, and I want to sort of set my portfolio to uh, to to take advantage of value potentially outperforming growth in the coming years. Yeah, nice. That's something we spoke about it in our bold predictions. I think we both sort of predicted that, if not later this year, or certainly heading into the next few years, we both think that value is probably, hopefully, going to be the next, or at least outperform growth. So. Interesting. But you know what? In in the back of my mind, people would have said value is about to outperform growth in 2012, probably again in 2015, yeah. definitely in uh, yeah when the market was falling at the end of last year. Yeah. Like it, it is a, it is. There are a lot of people out there that are very certain that value is right about to outperform growth, um, and they've been wrong, but. I might be that next person. <laughs> Who knows, Ren? But I also think, you know, like, obviously, we're young and a lot of our money is in sort of more growth-orientated uh, industries and stocks, and I think this is uh, probably a nice uh, balancing out of my sort of stock exposure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, and that was probably more than a minute, so I'm going to cut myself off then before I get into another rant. We'll call it there. All right, Ren, we'll... Good to catch up. Good to get back to our roots. We'll be back on Monday with the wrap up of um, the week that was in the US, um, probably with some strategies from our top 10 traders who are still trading three weeks to go. Just a reminder to anyone that if you have left it late, there you can still enter the competition if you would like. Um, by now, there's, we're moving into the last two weeks and plenty of time to get up and win your way to New York City, accommodation and flights included. So head to nexttoptrader.com.au if you haven't already. Um, and there's a whole bunch of resources online at nexttoptrader.com.au as well. Um, some videos and a whole heap of lessons in podcast form to uh, help you understand the basics of investing and get started. So head over to there to check them out. They'll probably be on your feed as well. well they most definitely will be on your feed. So, Ren, we'll chat on Monday. Yep, sounds good. Equity mates and the people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. This is general advice only. 
please speak to a financial professional to understand how they pertain to your individual situation.